a lot of people saw that I was really mean, very outspoken, but not in the right way. I felt like there were so many big personalities that if I didn't speak up, I would have just like gone lost in. Hey besties, welcome back to another episode of I Missed Me. Today I am especially extremely excited because I have Lindsay Liu with me and she was in a very popular show that you may know called Too Hot to Handle. <laughs> so I am extremely excited for our conversation today. I feel like people get... Lindsay, welcome to I Miss Me. <laughs> Thank you. People get this perspective of... like they, they get such a small like version of someone and me having a conversation with you I'm like people probably will don't or maybe we'll never get to see like who you really are and that's yeah. why I'm opening this space up of like I want people to get to know you for you and your heart because you have such a beautiful heart that I want people to to see that so welcome how are you how are you thank feeling thank you that was such a beautiful introduction <laughs> thank you for that I'm doing amazing I'm so excited to be here chatting I know I'm with so you. excited I'm so excited for today's conversation you were in Too Hot to Handle Yes, I watched Too Hot to Handle. I love it. It's one of my favorite shows. How was your experience being on the show? It was unlike anything I could have imagined. Hmm. Bigger than life. And it is a experience that I'm forever grateful for. However, it was really difficult. Hmm. A lot more difficult than I had imagined. Hmm. What are those like difficulties like that you look back and you're like, people don't get to see this? And I feel like if they did, nobody would want to be there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, uh, to be completely honest, I could barely watch it back. Really? There, yeah, wow. There are some people who have gone through this experience and love watching themselves back. Like, and just sit there and yeah. binge all the episodes and dissect everything. For me, personally, I couldn't. Because from uh, the period where we were casting, going into filming, and then re-watching the show back, mm. so much time has gone by in between. Really? How yeah. much time? Can you talk about that? Did you sign I, something? I can talk about yeah. it now. How yeah. much time goes after? It was a, a little bit over a year. Oh, and that's so frustrating. Mm -hmm. From once we wrapped filming and then uh, the show coming out. What? So it was just a lot of waiting around. And then during that waiting period, you have no clue what's going to make it on the show because you film for so long. And you change so much as a person. That's yes, like opinions yes. that you had back then. Mm -hmm. And you're only seeing a small glimpse into a person's life. And that goes through editing goes through producing like all of that so you really don't get to see who people are as like a person yeah. truly it's just what you're meant to see wow yeah that's insane and i felt like i grown a lot for mm -hmm. the better but it's just so hard to see that version of myself and i'm from the small glimpses that I did see, I'm just sitting there like, oh my gosh, hmm. what are you doing? What are you saying? Yeah. Like, that's not you. But And people don't get to understand the growth. Mm -hmm. I feel, I have so many questions. Oh my gosh. What is like the biggest misconception that you feel like people got from, of you from watching the show? The show hmm. I, uh, a lot of people saw that I was really mean, very outspoken, but not in the right way. I That's just from like what I've seen on social me hmm. media. People saying, oh my gosh, you're being so rude. You're being so mean to them. It was, 
I just I don't know. Like I just don't relate to that version of like you, myself. You, you don't you don't feel like it's you on no, TV. No, I felt like I did put on a show just because I felt like there were so many big personalities that if I that didn't too. speak up, I would have just like gone lost hmm. in uh, so much pressure. Yeah. What's the biggest lesson that you've learned about yourself through this whole process? You know, I went onto the show thinking I was going to find the love of my life. That's why I even applied. If for I can a ask you, like, show. sorry, I interrupt you, yeah. but the the most honest question: Did you go into the show wanting to find someone to spend the rest of your life with, or for the attention that you knew was going to come after the show? So even before I did Too Hot to Handle, we didn't know it was Too Hot to Handle. You really don't know? No. Okay. No clue. They make it so difficult for you to figure it out because you're being casted under a completely different show. Okay. Different, like, different name, a different concept. And all the way up until you're there in front of the cameras and they say, surprise, you're on Too Hot to Handle. You truly don't know. Like, obviously, you have your, like, suspicions and all of that, but you don't know for Hmm. sure. And before I did Too Hot to Handle, I went through the casting process for Love Island. Love Island. Like, a lot of people don't know this. And I basically filmed for over a week as a mock crew for Love Island. And uh, yeah, I went through the entire process. And the reason why I did that was because I wanted to put myself out there and find, like, my person. Yeah, I've never been in a relationship before. So it was just, like, something that I was dying to achieve. After that didn't work out too hot to handle came to me well as a different show and was like are you looking for a summer on a yacht meeting new people Hmm. like you could find your person here and obviously I saw that as a sign and said yes yeah like I you know why Mm -hmm. not because it's so hard for me to put myself out there and be vulnerable in terms of like relationships so Mm -hmm. I thought I was so closed off and I needed something this significant to pull me out of my shell wow that's so amazing. Oh my gosh. Um, so biggest biggest lesson that about yourself after, you know, going through I mean, you go through not only romantic relationships, yeah. but like you go through friendships and like you get to meet people that maybe putting on a show that yeah. like what you know, how how did you stay grounded and what what is the biggest thing that you learned about yourself of being like in that behind the scenes type of, you know, process? Yeah. So being on there, I uh, I went into it with this misconception about myself that I wasn't able to open up, that I was really closed off. I even told the girls this before I went on the show. I packed like three suitcases filled with stuff and I said, no, I'm not letting anybody borrow my stuff mm. at all. Because on the shows, like a lot of girls switch out their clothes or they just share things because you're there for so long. You're only allowed to bring like a certain amount of things. Mm-hmm. I packed everything one by one and I said, this is all nobody's for me. Touching nobody's everything. touching anything. I'm not sharing anything. Where do you think that that was your actual mindset before the show? Yeah. And where do you think that came from? Like a fear I, of I think, like, loss or... I think it came from a lot of insecurities of wanting to be like the best looking person or like just having everything that I needed to make myself feel beautiful. Because living in LA, everybody's gorgeous. Everybody has like the best thing and it's always vying to be like... Or the money to be, you know? Yes, yes, (laughs) yes. Like vying to be bigger and better than anybody else. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I adopted that mindset for a really long time and just wanting to... Be uh, 
so out of this world and just feel so beautiful and gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And I think I was truly lacking in that, which is why it turned out to be like superficial things. Yeah. So I was like, nobody's going to have this. I bought the best clothes, like the newest things. Nobody's, I'm not sharing with anyone. Nobody's touching them. I get there immediately, like bonded with all the girls. Next thing you know, I'm dressing them up for their days. Mm -hmm. I'm not going on them, but I'm just sitting there. I'm like, you would look amazing in this dress Mm. that I bought. Doing their makeup, doing all of these things. So not even in the relationship aspect, it showed me that I'm a lot more... Compassionate and sharing and genuine that Mm -hmm. that you thought you could be and that's so beautiful where do how how what was the that day where you kind of just shift that mindset of I can actually share and it's okay I'm not gonna you know I'm not less because someone is more where we can both be a lot and it's okay it I think it was from hearing a lot about their stories behind the scenes like you don't see any of this on camera or like on the show it's just more of what I went through in that experience Hmm. but it's just everybody on the show comes from so many like different places and walks of life that is so incredible once you just sit down strip back all the layers of phones of having all like these outside forces that Hmm. you're truly getting to know them as people and you just like empathize in like a human level what was your favorite part about being in a reality tv show it was To have something, to have an experience of your own. Like nobody else can say they experienced that being there with that group of people at that time and place. Mm -hmm. I love Like something that I can just have and call my own. Like you can just say I went on too hot to handle. Yeah, I went on too hot to handle. That's insane. the best time, yeah. That's crazy. Wow, I love that. And what is, okay, we were talking about this before. Karen, I I literally, I have so many questions and I didn't want to ask any because I want to ask them uh, on on the episode. What is a misconception that you just, you know, you walked into the show that you left out of being like, this was not what I thought it was going to be? Was it maybe like, you know, the blowing up type of part that like reality paints you to? you know, you you walk out of the show and you're a completely different person in front of people's eyes. Like, what is that misconception that you had about being on TV? This is such a great question Mm -hmm. because when, uh, right before I found out it was too hot to handle, they were asking me a lot of questions about, like, my dating life or my past relationships. And at this point in time, I was already living in LA for, I think, like, five years. And I did go through a phase of hooking up, like, going out, getting drunk every single night, being with this person, being with that person and kind of chasing that like clout mentality. And it's so easy to get wrapped up in that. Mm. So when they were asking me about this and I I said, yeah, oh my gosh, I've been with this person. I've been with that person. Like I'm so uh, experienced and I, yes. I've been and, through a lot. Uh, I felt like I needed to put on a show and say all of these things in mm. order to make it on this show. The show. And I just had this mindset of, okay, like, I just have to tell them past versions of myself. So they think that I'm good enough to be on here. And Mm. then I'll just figure it out once I do get on. Mm. And when I did make it on, they put me in as a bombshell, which is somebody who's going in with the mentality of fucking things up for everybody else of ruining relationships of just being like, do they tell you that you have to be that person? Like, 
you know, when when they walk in and they're like, I'm going to fuck shit up. I don't care about yeah. if anyone is coupled up. Do they tell you that you have to be that person? Mm-mm, no, they don't tell you anything. It's more of like, okay, I know this. It's is based on your personalities. Yes. Okay. And uh, they put me in that because based of all the answers that I had given them before. So when I actually That weren't did even like in, your actual yes, answers. Yes, it wasn't wow. like actually me. I was celibate for so long when I went Wow. Yeah. I was celibate for, I think like eight months uh-huh. so i wasn't hooking around i wasn't hooking up with people i wasn't like hoeing around or doing all of these things but that's the impression that i gave that them you so gave. they said oh my gosh she's perfect for this like role or this like being a bombshell yeah, fucking shit up yeah yes so i went in there and i was like oh my gosh if this is what they think i'm perfect for i felt like i kind of had to embody that but i couldn't and it was a slap in the face too of like those weren't even my answers and yeah. because of the answers I gave now they think I'm uh you know mm-hmm. and it just all stems from me not being like open and honest with myself like I was not able to exactly yeah be myself at all mm-hmm. so I feel like that's what the experience taught me was that I went into this thinking what can I say about myself to that they would want to hear mm-hmm. like I'm just it stems from like being a people pleaser too. Yeah. like just telling them what they wanted to hear and then the outcome being not what I was expecting even though that's like well I guess that was such a like healing experience for you to like walk into this experience and then walking out and being like I don't have to exaggerate who I am for people Mm -hmm. to like me and if they do like me because of the version that I exaggerate they're not liking me for me you know is that what you think is that what you think it healed 1000 percent because i went into that having this like certain mindset about myself and then walking out of it being like oh my gosh Hmm. i'm completely different i was not giving myself enough credit i was being really harsh on myself and uh, it was just a whirlwind of experience like breaking all of that down while still being in the house because Hmm. i did go on there to find love and the minute i got on there the people I love them to death I love all the boys but it was just not aligning with what what you want what you actually want okay so you walk out of the show and obviously there's a lot of attention that comes with the show and oh my gosh it wasn't too hot to too hot to handle all of the attention that comes after after reality tv and you get invited to all of these events and you're in this public eye where everybody that I mean goes into reality tv obviously that's what they want walking Mm -hmm. out you know that that's what i would want like walking out i want to be the one who blows up i want to be the one who has like the most attention because it's gonna get me brand deals and money and Mm -hmm. all of this stuff once you're in it what is what is the biggest lesson that you learn about yourself of like this isn't actually happiness you know this is very temporary this is very materialistic like I matter more, like, my personal growth matters more. Like, what have you learned about getting all of these things? Like, has yeah. it made you happy or had you re- have you had to realize that happiness actually comes from within and from other experiences that not that's not necessarily, like, materialistic? Yeah. So, obviously, going on to the show, you know there's going to be a lot of attention on you afterwards. Yeah. And I thought that that would change, like, my life or just made me feel so much more content and happy and it did like it brought me a lot of opportunities. incredible opportunities that I would not had gotten before but like that just made me feel a lot more lonely because then I had to look inwards and kind of see why did I feel like this was gonna bring me like content or bring me a, like a sense of peace yeah 
it was just I was searching for something else that I I was searching for this like deep feeling of uh, feeling like I was worth it or Attention. that I deserved these things yeah, yeah. and uh, after being on the show and reflecting on that and healing a part of myself like this is not going out the way that I wanted it to mm. but it's taught me to be like a better person from it because like before going on the show I just had this idea of me finding my person I was so stuck on a certain outcome mm -hmm. that the minute it didn't work out like that I completely broke down mm. like could barely watch the show back could barely like mm. think about the experience like everybody else was so uh, happy with the way that things turned out with like even if i didn't and, yeah end up with someone i got this this and that yes. and you wanted a person and that's yes. what you did not get yeah. like you got everything else except the person wow like you had a certain expectation yes. how do you heal that kind of wound of it is okay if i if it's not here that i found my person you know i have found self-love Like, that's what I came out of it with. And I had to keep reminding myself that because you go through a lot of workshops on the show. Like, they put you in... It's basically called a retreat of, mm -hmm. rather than being, like, in the villa or in the house. They call it you a being retreat. in a retreat. And they put you through a lot of, like, mental challenges where you had to dig down and be so vulnerable and open with a bunch of, like, strangers. Mm. And uh, it cost... Since I didn't find a person there, it cost me to look inwards. Inward a lot and find out what I was lacking rather than like why can't I find a person for me it was more of okay what do I need to find in myself hmm. what have you have you worked through that now where you can like sit here and say like I love myself and and I don't know I, I know that my person is gonna come because you're gorgeous and you have all of these things to Thank offer you. and it's gonna come um but I don't know how and I don't know when and I'm okay with that or I would like to say that I'm fully healed, but I'm not. Like, healing is not linear. It's yeah. a constant battle every day. But I can fully sit here and say I love myself enough to uh, know that I need to be patient and have compassion for myself. And I'm constantly... Besties, who is a fan of cowboy boots like me? Tecovas is my new favorite boot brand because they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort style and service. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time honored individual steps. These boots are Austin designed, Texas tested, and handmade down in the boot capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. Tecovas is Western to their core, offering a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples. Besties, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, then you should pull on a pair of Tecovas. You will see they will become your new favorite footwear. And if you can't make it into a store, Tecovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tecovas.com, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and point your toes west. Again, that's T-E-C-O-V-A-S to get your new pair of cowboy boots. Thank you so much, Tecovas, for sponsoring today's episode. Falling back into uh, this, like, pattern of being so attracted to the wrong people and the wrong things for me and seeing the best outcome or having, like, a certain outcome in mind to where I'm seeing the best in people seeing the best in situations that I'm not being like completely honest with myself mm -hmm. and I I admire you so much opening up about that because 
you could also sit here and be like, yeah, I love myself and I have boundaries and I don't accept any less because it definitely happens to me. Like yeah. I have a self-growth podcast and I still see myself not anymore and that's like my biggest you know yeah um thing in 2024 is just not accepting any less than I deserve but that was a big thing for me in 2023 of like saying that I have these standards and these boundaries but the moment this toxic ass but very cute guy walks yes. into my life I'm gonna like try to see the best in you or yeah. maybe try to fix you or maybe make you see that I'm worthy of you changing or want to commit but it's really not and like something that really helped me might help you and might yeah. help the people that are watching this is Every time you're talking with a guy, and it, it's not just a guy, but it's just like friendships and relationships in general, mm -hmm. is ask yourself, if someone were to tell you that you are just like that person, how would you feel? If someone were to tell you that you are just like the guy that you're talking to, how would that make you feel? And that is such an eye opener of like, I've talked with pieces of shit like i've yeah. talked with the worst type of men that like you know like cancel on me that you know half an hour before we were gonna see each other like just like narcissistic toxic people and if 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 someone were to tell me you're just like them or you, like you're just like your yeah. partner or, or you just like you know a toxic friend that you may have like how would that make me feel and i like i don't want to be like them you know and if you wouldn't want to be like them then why have them around and i feel like that is just such a big point of okay, if I wouldn't want to be with the person that I'm talking with, then why, you know, I want someone to inspire me and make me grow. And that can be very helpful yeah, when it comes to, you know, so letting go. That's crazy that you're bringing this up now because I feel like I'm currently going through that of being so attracted to somebody that it's is... It's just not good for you. Yeah, not good for me. But the thing is that I always shift the blame on myself. Mm -hmm. Or I try to think of it as what can I say to them well, I don't want them to treat me this way. So why would I treat them that way? Like, I want to treat them how I want to be treated. Mm -hmm. So I'm going in there with being so open and honest, hoping that this time will be different or that I'll receive that same energy back. But it's just not been Or like maybe that. staying a little longer is going to make them realize that yes. I deserve this. And I... I mean, I get, like, you're probably, are you in a talking stage right now with someone that you're not? Yeah, like a situationship that yeah. I just keep spinning the block. And, like, every time I feel like it'll be different or I reflect back and I think of it as, oh, my gosh, when I was talking to them the last time, I was in such a toxic mindset that I was the problem that I was doing. Maybe now that I've wrong. grown, maybe yes. it's going to work out. But, yeah. And I... I I love that you bring it up because so many people that listen to the podcast are in st are stuck in those situations yeah. where it's like, I, I just don't know how to leave. Like, yes, I listen to self-growth podcasts. Yes, I've worked on myself. Yes, yes, yes. But how do I leave? Yeah. And it's just like, until you don't leave, you're never going to stop feeling the pain. So it's just more of like, yeah, it's more of like... It's so hard. Yeah, how long do you want to feel pain for? You yeah. know, like how long do you want to but I get you because I you know I I started this podcast like a year and a half ago mm -hmm. and I was in a two-year situationship with this guy that I, I just I was the one going back to him yeah. because I feel like I needed him and I you felt needed that validation you needed almost, that validation yeah. and it was it was that validation that like he 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 had so much to work on like he yeah. would smoke weed and it was this like party animal of like the opposite of me that I felt like I needed to help him become the best version of himself mm -hmm. but in reality it was this subconscious belief of I want to help him so that he changes and he acknowledges the fact that I was the one that changed him yeah. so that he feels like he needs me 
And it was just like me realizing like, oh, I, it's not him that I want. I just want to feel needed. Yes. And why do I want to feel needed? You know, so every, everything has a root behind it. And once you work on that root, it's like you're actually able to let go. But I, I feel you like I understand how hard it is to like. It's so tough because then I go. I go back to this mindset of, well, I'd rather feel something than nothing at all. So yeah. I feel like I'm putting myself through these these like situations knowing that it's going to cost me pain but then I'd rather feel it and acknowledge it and then take it and grow rather than like cutting something off prematurely and not knowing yeah or, like, not feeling it at all yeah and you feel like you in the back of your mind you know that you should let go you yeah. know I, I know it but it's just like why do you feel like you've struggled so much um, hopefully he doesn't see it. <laughs> I'm like, hopefully he doesn't. <laughs> I'm not saying anything bad, though. I feel like I'm giving him a lot of credit. D- uh, yeah, you're probably talking better about him than he deserves. <laughs> <laughs> Is it him like he doesn't want like commitment? I, I honestly, I don't know. Would you like, want to be in our relationship? See, I think about this all the time. And if I'm being like a thousand percent honest, I don't think it's somebody that I could be in a relationship with because then there's always this like this fear of commitment. From your part mm -hmm. or to him? From his part. Okay. Like he won't be committed to me. Hmm. So I know that this is somebody that I won't, like most likely won't be able to be in a relationship with. Like truly, if I'm, being completely honest i don't think so but there's always a part of me that still thinks like it's good for me and i feel like it's just fear of once i let you go i'm scared i'm never gonna find anyone yeah you know because you are ready for commitment like you are ready to be in a relationship and it's like once i let you go am i actually gonna be able to find someone that you know is gonna want to be in a relationship with me that's definitely like what happened to me is like I know I have to let you go, but, like, once I let you go, I'm going to be lonely. And I'm just scared I'm never going to meet anyone. Yeah. But then at the same time, it's, like, not meeting anyone and having you is pro- it's the same thing. Like, it, it hurts me more having you than not, you know. Yeah. And I don't want to. And I, I sometimes I'm that. just a little too delusional where I'm like this is meant to be we're, <laughs> we're soulmates we're twin flames we're this this or that but you know what is a lot harder it's when you have somebody that's feeding into that also yeah that they're like oh no like I feel like we've known each other from a past life I've never met anyone like he says you. that like, too yeah he's also very intuitive very like manifestation knows all really about this. yes so i just go back and forth do you being... think that he's actually like that or he just says it because he knows you are and he wants to have this impression in you a part of me wants to say that it's just him like i i see the good in him and i see that it's so genuine but also there's this little like voice in my head that says okay what if he's just doing this to fuck with you yeah like he's, he's just like saying it for hear. you to like I, I, stay I just don't you want know? to believe it yeah that's weird i've never heard that like it's just hard to meet guys like that nowadays that's why it's hard know, for me to believe and it's hard for me because i've seen it i've experienced it and i want to believe i do believe that it's like mm. real and genuine so it's so hard for me to let go because it's so hard to have a conversation with people these days whether it be men or women it really is like to sit down and look people in the eyes and have a real genuine conversation it's so rare. about topics that you genuinely enjoy yeah. like spirituality self-growth mm-hmm. like just anything like yeah especially yeah. in this like 
you know environment that we were talking about of like people are just so superficial mm-hmm. and so are I feel scared like once to I open find up that, yeah. I just hold on to it so tight and mm-hmm. not want to let it go but sometimes I'm like I think it's time it is and also like why would you think you don't deserve more yeah. you know like what what makes you think you don't deserve more I don't know I feel like I do deserve more I know that I I see I don't know if I truly believe it but if I say it enough because times, if maybe? you if you believe that it would be easier for yeah. you to actually let it go but it's just like it, it's just practice like I I talk about it and I mean no shame at all because I went through it the whole last year where it was like one after the other yeah. after the other and I was like I I think I got so tired of being hurt about the same thing over and over because it was like one guy after another to always the same thing of like i'm not ready for commitment um hitting you up at like 2 a.m of like what are you doing it's like was it a pattern you find yourself yeah it's a pattern and it until you don't break it you never stop going through it and it's like okay well i one day i actually want to get married (laughs) and not only that but it takes my attention and my energy from so many things that also make me happy like I was so dependent that not getting a text back would ruin my whole day or that I would sit in bed until like until he would text back yeah. and then I would be like, oh, I'm ready to get my day yeah. going. And it's like it's 3 p.m. You just wasted your whole morning. He probably did not even like think didn't about it think like about that. And then it, it's just crazy day. how excited a text can yeah. get you and how sad it can't like not getting it. Mm-hmm. And it's just so exhausting. It's so exhausting that it's just like. A lot of people chase, like, butterflies, you know, of, like, feeling that anxiety of, like, he makes me feel so excited. But, like, yeah. really, like, you'll know when a relationship is healthy when you don't feel anything but peace. Like, sometimes, like, not feeling anything is really good. Really? So, yeah. See, I I don't know what that feels like. Mm. I think I'm always in, like, a constant fight-or-flight mode. And that is addictive. Like, emotions, it, it's literally, like, an addiction. And that's yeah. why sometimes you, you, you know, you get stuck in that, I can't let him go. It's because you're addicted to all of those emotions. And it's just, like, being able to, you know, abstain yourself from it. Just, like, alcohol or drugs or whatever. Yeah. Like, abstain yourself from it a little bit. Because we... Okay, this is turning into, like, a therapy session. But I like- love it so much! <laughs> I, I needed this, though. No, okay. Like- we are wired for survival. Mm-hmm. Like, we are... I mean, we're animals at the end of the day. Like, we're yeah. wired for survival. So wherever our brain feels safe is where it's going to stay. And our brain requires 21 days of repeating something to feel safe. And so if you've been talking with this guy for 21 days and you constantly, you know, you wake up feeling anxiety and you feel happy and you feel sad and you feel all of these emotions, that way you're, that's what, and you haven't died because our brain is wired for survival. That is what your brain feels safe in. So... I have survived all of these emotions. I, I'm surviving in this toxic environment. This yeah. is what it's safe. So I'm going to stay here. And because you've gotten your brain so used to surviving in a toxic environment, when you take it away from it, it's like, I'm, inf- I'm going to die. I'm going to yeah. die. I'm going to die. So I, I have to go back to my safe space, even if it's not healthy, because I've gotten used to my brain thinking that this is what's safe. Once I get it out of it, even if it's healthy, yeah. then you're going to feel the need to like go back. And that's why leaving toxicity is so hard. Because our brain is actually processing it as, I'm in danger, I'm going to die. But it really is not. How do you find yourself moving out of that and kind of sticking by it? So it's really hard. And it's really hard. And it's like, 
do whatever it is that abstains yourself from it like literally block the person or just like cut it off from the root just no con that is why so no contact totally is no so contact, important yeah. sitting with your emotions and being like i'm so anxious i want to call this person so bad i was going through a breakup yeah. and i would hit I, i would start hitting myself because of the amount of anxiety that i would get of like i want to call him so bad i want to call him so bad i would literally like it, it, it infuriated me rubber band yeah. around my wrist and i'm always like yeah just fucking like, i want to text him so yeah. bad i want to call him so bad and just like being aware of the fact that it's not good it's just what my brain feels safe in like it's not you just have to abstain yourself for a little bit like it really is not that not that long and feel your feelings like okay yeah. i'm feeling anxiety and i'm feeling anxiety not because he's actually my person and it's a sign that i have to go back yeah. but because my brain feels like it's in in danger so that wow, is why that's amazing i'm literally writing all of this down mentally right now it's I'm so important for people to understand because it's so hard to leave but there's a reason behind it. it's not just like i'm so stupid and i can't stick with my pants yeah. it's like no you your brain wants to survive and it wants to keep you safe so your brain is actually like doing you a favor because it it your our subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between what's right and what's wrong yeah. it only knows survival and death so it doesn't want to die but you're not going to die by leaving a toxic guy so You're recommend so right. uh, lesson recommended <laughs> yeah but let's go back to you so what would you think are like non-negotiables and boundaries that that you leaving this guy aside that are like your non-negotiables that you, if you don't have this we can't be together i haven't really thought about this hmm. like non-negotiables for somebody else I've always had these things for myself, but never truly sat down and asked myself, like, okay, what would I want in a partner? Like, what would the qualities be in a partner that I want? Hmm. And I think the main thing would be uh, loyalty. Okay. Being with somebody who I feel would be fully committed to me because I, I do have a lot of abandonment issues. Mm. So the minute I feel like somebody could switch up or that somebody could leave me, that's when like everything comes falling down. Mm. And I that's super important. And that's, I feel like you could, you could learn a lot about that because the first person that you have to be loyal to is yourself, Yeah, you know, and by remaining in places that are not for you, you're not being loyal to yourself. So That is that is a, a very big one that I feel like a lot of people like lack sticking to. But it's so important, like just loyalty in general, like to yeah. your job, to your friends, to your, you know. Um, This has been such a wonderful conversation. Really Thank you so much for being here with me. And before I jump into our last question, I have a little gift for you. Oh my gosh, This is so my brand. Excited. Um, and the message behind the brand is that we're all strangers healing together because I, I, I mean, I didn't really, I really didn't know who you were yeah. an hour ago. And now we, we have just shared so many amazing things that we like have in common and that we, we feel things in the yeah. same way. And like, I feel like there's so many people that just go through the same things, but because they are free to open up, they never, you know, realize that we're all going through, through something and my message is with this brand is that we're all strangers healing together so this is for you thank you so <laughs> much this is such a beautiful <gasps> you look so cute it's so cute i love it you look so good okay so jumping into our last question um what does healing mean to you 
healing for me is having a lot of compassion for yourself and being aware that you're going through a journey and just to take in all of those feelings and as long as you come out of it a stronger better version of yourself that's all that matters like you can't just have a one-track mind about like the concept of healing you can't have that you just have to let yourself feel things and try to grow and be better I love that you have 12 year old Lindsay in front of you yeah and another little girl that is going through every single thing that that you went through growing up what would your biggest advice be my biggest advice would be to have love for yourself to put yourself first always no matter how much you feel like you need to please somebody else or do something else to make other people feel better, you have to redirect that energy to yourself because you come first always. Lindsay, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for giving me a little bit of your time. Thank you guys so much for watching. Where can people find you? On Instagram or TikTok at Lindsay Liu. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you you guys so much for watching. Don't forget to follow I Missed Me podcast everywhere. You can listen on every single streaming platform. Don't forget to follow me on social media at Mafiansures everywhere. And don't forget to check out the No Name Hoodies, nonameproject.co to get yours. We're all strangers healing together. I love you guys and I will see you guys on our next episode. With love, Mafi. (laughs) 